welcome. There was just a thought that the more simpler the understanding the more deeper one can go it is often the mind that complicates things that it's always adding it's always wanting more and often you can think yourself away from the simplicity of being you can talk yourself out of the peace it is the natural energy of mind to learn to to want to grow to expand all is okay in the with the background of awareness so you are not overtaken by any sort of growth or achievement or progress it's a a delicate process especially if your practice is maturing that if I can speak on behalf of many of us on humbly say that there is a there is much room for maturing so even in this as the, as the mind may phrase it the spiritual quest or path to awakening It always wants to skip up the rungs of the imaginary, illusory, the illusion of a ladder of progress. And however our mind is conditioned, it's that's how it will come in. It will know your so-called weakness. so-called attractions of the mind for the mind to effortlessly undetectably a lot of the time slip in and take over it will create a steering wheel for spirituality when there is actually nowhere to go, nothing to do there will be some days when there may be thoughts that progress is being made and then there will be some good feelings about that perhaps for a day or two or an hour or two you were present no no identifying with thoughts and feelings and 
And so the structure begins. So for myself there has been perhaps absence is a word that can be used, an absence of of connecting with the present moment but there is also acknowledgement of a deep awareness of body mixed in as well such as the suffering at the moment there the deep breathing sensations in the body it's becoming a necessity rather than a choice or something to remember the simplicity of taking a full deep breath diaphragmatic breath and following the breath in its entirety the full cycle of breath filling up the lungs expanding and allowing the breath to be be released to let go and feel the body relaxing and being acutely aware of the of the sensations of that the the richness the pleasure In some ways the entirety of this practice is can be done with breath the awareness following the breath the sensations in the body when the breath is breathed in the air is breathed in The sensations around the lips, the nose, the expansion, the sense of energy, rejuvenation, cleansing. Feeling the release, the relief as the breath slowly goes. Or 
what can be more simple than the breath? Yet there is layers of complication with mind. Questions, curiosities, but yet the, the fundamental of being in the present moment, connecting in the present moment, tasting the presence, feeling the space, the inner exterior space, the oneness of space. If any thoughts of progress, any thoughts of aspirations or the journey that of where you've come from to where you are now, ensure that there is still some connection to the present moment. I quickly kind of thought, like a kite, you're off and away <laughs> with the thought, with the feelings, and then another thought. sometimes huge disturbances in the peace, in the stillness, sometimes days, sometimes minutes, for myself there's sometimes what can be perceived as a richness in thought a thought too good to pass up a thought that may say stay spiritually connected but come with me and really the connection is severed <laughs> as soon as that thought is followed and that's my own ob observation of my own practice. And observation is another fundamental to observe. We each have our own egoic weaknesses, egoic vulnerabilities that the ego knows how to pull us in a subject matter, certain TV program or a certain thought about a certain area of life, of material life, situational life. Not
out the aliveness, the true life, the richness, aliveness that is here, the fullness of life, as Eckhart has said. So, just to affirm the very small and simple acts, the fundamentals of stepping into, of remaining, of uncovering the present moment, observing inquiring with the awareness questions can arise but not questions of curiosity or questions of knowledge but questions that can reveal questions that can bring you back questions that take you deeper, questions that remove obstacles to the present moment, questions that can simplify So just a, a note on the more simple, often the deeper, the quicker you can return back. We are at a passage titled Recognizing Inner Space. Space between thoughts is probably already arising sporadically in your life, and you may not even know it. A consciousness mesmerized by experiences and conditioned to identify exclusively with form, that is to say, object consciousness finds it at first almost impossible to become aware of space. This ultimately means that you cannot become aware of yourself, because you are always aware of something else. You are continuously distracted by form, even when you seem to be aware of yourself, you have made yourself into an object, a thought form, and so what you are aware of is a thought, not yourself. When you hear of inner space, you may start seeking it, and because you are seeking it as if you were looking for an object or for an experience, you cannot find it. 
This is the dilemma of all those who are seeking spiritual realization or enlightenment. Hence, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, Lo, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. If you are not spending all of your waking life in discontent, worry, anxiety, depression, despair, or consumed by other negative states, if you are able to enjoy simple things like listening to the sound of the rain or the wind, if you can see the beauty of clouds moving across the sky, or be alone at times without feeling lonely, or needing the mental stimulus of entertainment, if you find yourself treating a complete stranger with heartfelt kindness, without wanting anything from him or her, it means that a space has opened up, no matter how briefly, in the otherwise incessant stream of thinking that is the human mind. When this happens, there is a sense of well-being, of alive peace, even though it may be subtle the intensity will vary from, per from a perhaps barely noticeable background sense of contentment to what the ancient sages of India called Ananda, the bliss of being. Because you have been conditioned to pay attention only to form, you are probably not aware of it except indirectly. For example, there is a common element in the ability to see beauty, to appreciate simple things, to enjoy your own company, or to relate to other people with loving kindness. This common element is a sense of contentment, peace and aliveness that is the invisible background without which these experiences would not be possible. Whenever there is beauty, kindness, the recognition of the goodness of simple things in your life, look for the background to that experience within yourself, but don't look for it as if you were looking for something. You cannot pin it down and say, now I have it, or grasp it, mean or grasp it mentally and define it in some way. It is like the cloudless sky. It has no form. 
It is this it is space. It is stillness, the sweetness of being, and infinitely more than these words, which are only pointers. When you are able to sense it directly within yourself, it deepens. So when you appreciate something simple, a sound, a sight, a touch, when you see beauty, when you feel loving kindness toward another, sense the inner spaciousness that is the source and background to that experience. Many poets and sages throughout the ages have observed that true happiness, I call it the joy of being, is found in simple, seemingly unremarkable things. Most people, in their restless search for something significant to happen to them, continuously miss the insignificant, which may not be insignificant at all. The philosopher Nietzsche, in a rare moment of deep stillness, wrote, For happiness, how little suffices for happiness. The least thing precisely, the gentlest thing, the lightest thing, a lizard's rustling, a breath, a whisk, an eye glance, little maketh up the best happiness. Be still. Why is it the least thing that makes up the best happiness? Because true happiness is not caused by the thing or event, although this is how it first appears. The thing or event is so subtle, so unobtrusive, that it takes up only a small part of your consciousness and the rest is inner space, consciousness itself unobstructed by form. Inner space consciousness and who you are in your essence are one and the same. In other words, the form of little things leaves room for inner space, and it is from inner space the unconditioned consciousness itself, that true happiness, the joy of being, emanates. To be aware of little, quiet things, however, you need to be quiet inside. A high degree of alertness is required. Be still. Look. Listen. Be present. Here is another way of finding inner space. Become conscious of being conscious. Say or think, I am, and add nothing to it. Be aware of the stillness that follows the 
I am. Sense your presence, the naked, unveiled, unclothed beingness. It is untouched by young or old, rich or poor, good or bad, or any other attributes. It is the spaciousness womb of all creation or form. brings us to the end of that passage. So just to me a few moments of silence before we begin the next one. And then we will bring this episode to a close. following passage is titled Can You Hear the Mountain Stream? A Zen master was walking in silence with one of his disciples along a mountain trail. When they came to an ancient cedar tree they sat down under it for a simple meal of some rice and vegetables. After the meal, the disciple, a young monk who had not yet found a key to the mystery of Zen, broke the silence by asking the master, Master, how do I enter Zen? He was, of course, inquiring how to enter the state of consciousness which is Zen. The master remained silent. Almost five minutes passed while the disciple anxiously waited for an answer. He was about to ask another question when the master suddenly spoke. Do you hear the sound of that mountain stream? The disciple had not been aware of any mountain stream. He had been too busy thinking about the meaning of Zen. Now, as he began to listen for the sound, his noisy mind subsided. At first he heard nothing. Then his thinking gave way to heightened alertness. And suddenly he did hear the hardly perceptible murmur of a small stream in the far distance. Yes, I can hear it now, he said. The master raised his finger and, with a look in his eyes that in some way was both fierce and gentle, said, Enter Zen from there. The disciple was stunned. It was his first Satori a flash of enlightenment. He knew what Zen was 
without knowing what it was that he knew. They continued on their journey in silence. The disciple was amazed at the aliveness of the world around him. He experienced everything as if for the first time. Gradually, however, he started thinking again. The alert stillness became covered up again by mental noise and before long he had another question. Master, he said, I have been thinking. What would you have said if I hadn't been able to hear the mountain stream? The master stopped, looked at him, raised his finger and said, Enter Zen from there. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I wish you well in this moment and I'll speak to you again very soon. Take care.